Hello, everyone. I'm Alan Wenzel, and I'd like to welcome you to the February 29th, 2024 episode of FreePod, a short weekly podcast brought to you by a large volunteer group dedicated to providing objective news specific to our community. And Pat, what a week it's been. Record high temperatures on Tuesday, single-digit wind chills on Wednesday, and today we get an extra day added to the calendar. Happy leap year, Pat. Thank you, Alan. And again, everyone, welcome to Free Pod. Let's get started on the news you've been missing. The Greater Freeport Partnership announced the winners of its annual awards at the annual dinner last week. The awards recognize significant community contributions from individuals and businesses. Nine awards were presented. The LeBaron Lifetime Achievement Award was presented to David Snyders, the longest-serving sheriff in Stevenson County history, who is now retired. The Economic Achievement Award, recognizing economic revitalization, went to the Meadows Shopping District that includes Marshalls, Pet Supplies Plus, Applebee's, and a number of other establishments. The Freeport Club was named Business of the Year. The club is part of one of the oldest golf courses in Northern Illinois. Additional awards included Startup of the Year, and that was given to the Exchange, which is an indoor market in the making on South Chicago Avenue. Burner Food and Beverage was named Manufacturer of the Year, and the Not-for-Profit of the Year Award was given to the Freeport Art Museum. Megan Howard was recognized as the Greater Freeport Partnership Ambassador of the Year, and Ryan Walton received the Rising Star Award for his contributions to the Planning Commission. And finally, Todd McKenna was named Volunteer of the Year for all of his work in the community. We at FreePod appreciate the contributions of all of these winners. Congratulations. In other news about the Greater Freeport Partnership, the organization looks forward to future business development following a budget agreement with the City of Freeport. In an agreement approved unanimously by the City Council, the partnership will receive $400,000 per year for three years, beginning now in 2024 and running through end of the year 2026. A one-year extension option is also part of the agreement. The payments are funded from Appropriated Tax Increment Financing, or TIF, revenues from various city TIF districts, the city's hotel motel taxes, tourism promotion fund, and the city's general fund. Mobile phone users can now text emergency messages to 911 throughout Stevenson County. Now, here are some reminders. Text to 911 should only be in an emergency when placing a regular phone call is not possible. For example, if someone is hearing impaired, speech impaired, or if talking on the phone may place a caller in danger, that's the time to use the text. Texters to 911 should use simple English words that include location and type of emergency. And be prepared, texters to 911, to answer questions and respond to instructions if needed from the telecommunicator at the 911 office. Freeport High School's boys' varsity basketball team beat Rochelle 82-77 to last week to propel them into their first Class 3A regional title in 14 years. Guard Kazian Moorhead scored 22 points. 
Diedrich Macon added 15 points and Andrew Seward added another 10 points. Sadly, that game ended their season as the Pretzels lost 80-49 to to the Crystal Lake South Gators in the IHSA Caneland sectional semifinal. Diedrich Macon finished the game as one of the top three scorers in pretzel history. Willie Veasley and Diedrich's dad, Dimitrik Macon, are the other two. In our first in-person audio interview, FreePod host Matt Mullen talked with pretzel head coach T.J. Jackson about the pretzels' outstanding season. Here's their conversation. Matt Mullen here with head coach of the Freeport Pretzels, T.J. Jackson. And coach, your season comes to an end uh, in the first round of the sectionals. But what an amazing season. What a turnaround for this program that you guys did. Recap your season. Recap last night a little bit for us, if you can. Yeah, uh, the season, it's it started off, um, you know, a little rocky because we knew going in we had a young team. We had two seniors we were going to rely on and with a new senior, Reed Pearson, coming in. So we was knew we were going to be young and 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 not as deep, but I also knew that these guys put the work in and they was going to play hard, and I knew good things could happen. I know a lot of that's like a cliche, but I felt like we had the pieces to do good and to be special. Let's talk a little bit. Since our last free pod episode, it's kind of been the highest of the highs, and, and after the game on Tuesday night, the lowest of the lows. Uh, talk about what it meant to win a regional for for you, for your coaching staff, for your school, and then also for those players that have really been putting in a lot of hard work these last couple of years. Well, for me, as a coach, you know, you always have high expectation for yourself. There's always something that you come in with your your goals and you set your goals for yourself and your, your team. And that was one of my goals was to be, uh, me and Coach Fisher as well, Kyle Fisher, my assistant coach, was to be relevant in the conference. That was number one. We want to make a move in the conference and be relevant. And obviously getting second tie for second place means a lot. Uh, but they also the team goals that, that the team had. The team goals was that, hey, to get back to the regional championship and not just get back there to win it. That was our goal, to win the championship. And and that's something that from, from jump, that's been the conversation because we was there last year. We got beat by Crystal Lake. Uh, was there a year before we got beat again. So just me being there two years in a row, uh, three years in a row, but now having this opportunity to get back there and knowing that's a goal that we had and to see that goal being met and to see these young men who put that goal out there on our big board and who said this is what they want to do and to see it come to fruition, that spoke to value to them because they can see if you put the work in, you give it all you got and you sacrifice those things you have to sacrifice, meaning your own personal stats, but also giving up weekends to come in and shoot, to lift, to put all those things in. They see that it paid off. But for the fans and the community, I can't speak enough about that. I mean, Tuesday night was incredible. Not even that, but the night before Friday night, the regional championship was incredible. Having that many fans out to support uh, Freeport basketball spokes volume for the community that I always said this since I got the job that Freeport community is looking to get behind their, their, their school and their sports. And I said, why not us be the one to do it as well as other sports involved? And they did. I love our community. I think people from all over um, the country saw that. I think last night somebody posted a picture. I got a call from Arizona 
was like, that's your community. That's the support for your community. So it spoke value from us as Freeport that people saw us and they saw that we can get behind. And I just can't say thank you enough to the Freeport community. Let's talk a little bit about that sectional semifinal game last night. Obviously, it didn't start off like a normal game would. You know, how many times are you going to have a weather delay for stuff that's going on outside? But uh, talk about what your team uh, wanted to do, what you were able to do, and and how you kind of put a bow on this season at the end of it. Well, going into it, we had a, we, we, we had a great game plan. I mean, we had the, the time to practice, and we scouted them. My coach Fisher and I, we scouted. We watched film. So we thought we had a great game plan, and the plan was to attack their one three one. We saw there were some some spots that we can attack, and and obviously practicing it. And they say practicing it and then going against the live is totally different. And we got on the floor. I think a couple of guys knew they was big, but they didn't know they was that big. I guess six six, six seven, six eight, and they were some big guys, and that 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 caused a big challenge for us as far as rebounding. But I can't say enough for the guys and how they stuck with it and, and really tried to compete. And I thought they competed to the best of their abilities, but their height got to us and, and building that big hole and that big deficit was hard to come out of it. But like I said, it's something that we're going to definitely look at the film and grow from it and get better. This is free pod audio producer, Jim Yeager, letting you know that you can listen to a full 15 minute interview with coach Jackson at the end of this podcast. Just stay tuned right here after our hosts sign off. In other basketball news, Highland Community College will host the NJCAA Region 4 Division 1 Men's and Women's Basketball Tournament March 4th through the 9th at the HCC Sports Complex. 16 teams will compete at the tournament. Championship games will be played on March 9th. For a complete tournament schedule, check out highlandcougars.com's website on March 3rd for all of the tournament pairings. Go out and see some exciting basketball at Highland and support the Cougars. Once again, there's a lot going on around Freeport. As a reminder, the second classical music concert from the Freeport Community Concert Association is coming up on Sunday, March 3rd. The Santa Quartet will present classical saxophone selections at 3 p.m. at the Masonic Temple in downtown Freeport. Tickets are $10, and students are invited to attend at no charge. The Hitchhiker is the next film at the Lindo Theater in their Select Picks Classical Films series, hosted by Ed Finch and Alan Wenzel. Directed by Ida Lupino, this 1953 film is a noir thriller. Lupino was the first woman to direct a feature film for a major Hollywood studio. It screens next Wednesday, March 6th at 1 o'clock and 7 o'clock p.m. 2024 is the 14th year for this popular film series. Next Thursday, March 7th at 6.30 p.m. at the Freeport Public Library, the American History Lecture Series sponsored by the Freeport Public Library Foundation will continue. The topic of next week's lecture, Dr. Andy Dvorak and former Freeport Mayor Jim Gitz will present The Warren Commission at 60. Was it right about the assassination of President Kennedy? Dvorak and Gitz will review details from the Warren Commission report that was issued 60 years ago in 1964. And last but not least, on Looking Ahead, 
There are two culinary delights that will be happening this weekend. First Union Dairy in Freeport will open for the summer season on Friday, March 1st. New hours this year are Thursday through Sunday from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. With 51 flavors of ice cream and many other goodies, you can once again enjoy this Freeport tradition. Then, on this Saturday, March 2nd, be sure to head to the Masonic Temple for the 70th Annual Freeport Kiwanis Pancake and Sausage Day. Serving from 7 a.m. to 11.30 a.m., the meal will be served cafeteria-style in the Temple Ballroom, or you can pick up your food at the drive through station off of Cherry Avenue. Tickets are 12 bucks, and your dollars not only help further the many great causes supported by Kiwanis, but it'll also get you a darn good meal. Well, time's up for this week. But tune in again next week for more about Freeport's businesses, city plans and progress, area rewards and recognition, local impacts related to state and national news, and much, much more. As we've said before, FreePod could not come to you without the help of many local supporters. As always, we're especially appreciative for the Mass Communication Department at Highland Community College for all of their help producing this podcast. And to our many liaisons and reporters for the time they volunteer to bring the news to you. Thank you, Highland and Team FreePod. Again, I'm Pat Norman here with Alan Wenzel, and we hope you'll check back next week for more news you've been missing. Thank you for listening. Matt Mullen here with head coach of the Freeport Pretzels, TJ Jackson. And coach, your season comes to an end uh, in the first round of the sectionals. But what a, an amazing season. What a turnaround for this program that you guys did. Recap your season. Recap last night a little bit for us, if you can. Yeah, uh, the season, it's it started off, um, you know, a little rocky because we knew going in, we had a young team. We had two seniors we were going to rely on. And with a new senior, Reed Pearson, coming in, so we was knew we were going to be young and 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 not as deep, but I also knew that these guys put the work in and they was going to play hard, and I knew good things could happen. I know a lot of that's like a cliche, but I felt like we had the pieces to do good and to be special. And as the season went on and as we went on, I think if I would have put a game on when the season turned, it's probably when we played Boylan, I mean, um, Auburn at Auburn. The first game of the year, we opened up with them at Auburn and they beat us at home. And we knew that we uh, didn't play as well. And I know some folks began to have some doubt, like, wow, you got beat. But we kept saying, we're we're a good ball club. And when we played Auburn at Auburn and we won that game, I thought that was a turning point in the clicking of the guys really coming together as a family, as a brothers, and really um, relying on each other more. The success of this season uh, is, has been amazing, but it's been built on the shoulders of what you've been working on these last couple of seasons with some of these guys, right? Talk a little bit about uh, your seniors and some of your other leadership on this team. Well, I start off first with Diedrich Macon, as you know, as as someone who's a two-sport athlete, um, coming from basketball to play me for football to play basketball. That always a tough challenge for any any athlete who's doing that, but. I really said how he embraced his leadership role and how he took ownership and realizing all the things he was close to. He knew he was close to a thousand points. Uh, he knew he'd be close to his dad and breaking, either getting second 
in the record. He knew all those things was happening, but yet he never put himself above that. He always kept team first. Even the team knew he was close to it. But it was always team-centered. It was always, let's go get the win versus selfish stats. So that's one. And then Marion, Jaden Marion, he's, he was our glue. And he was our Swiss armor knife, I call him. I called him and do a lot of things to play play all five positions, to guard all five positions. So he did everything for us. He Without him, I don't think we had a season as we had this year and his defensive um, ability and just all the things that he gave us. And then Reed Pearson is my surprise. I heard about Reed. I knew Reed was a, a good player, but I knew coming off the of ACL tear, I didn't want to push him too much. We were still letting him get his wings under that and getting used to coming back playing. But he really took it and embraced his role as a sixth man, even starter sometimes. He took us to a whole nother level in our basketball IQ. The games that I know he played, he may not have started, but he finished almost all of our games uh, this year because of his uh, just his smarts and his his savvy, his his craftiness uh, was a huge, huge plus. And then you throw in some freshmen, KZ, uh, Kaziah Moorhead, who worked hard all summer, coming in with high expectations. Uh, I think he reached some of those, still with some growing pains, but I think he met some some high expectations for himself as a freshman. But I can't say too much about that young man, how much he's going to put in, as well as um, um, Andrew Seward and our other freshman, Isaiah Baker, uh, who really stepped up coming in, had a broken arm, had to sit out for a while, broke his arm, came back and really uh, played well for us as well. So our future is bright and we're just excited. Let's talk a little bit. Since our last free pod episode, it's kind of been the highest of the highs. And, and after the game on Tuesday night, the lowest of the lows, uh, talk about what it meant to win a regional for for you, for your coaching staff, for your school, and then also for those players that have really been putting in a lot of hard work these last couple of years. Well, for me, as a coach, you know, you always have high expectation for yourself. There's always something that you come in with your your goals and you set your goals for yourself and your, your team. And that was one of my goals was to be, uh, me and Coach Fisher as well, Kyle Fisher, my assistant coach, was to be relevant in the conference. That was number one. We want to make a move in the conference and be relevant. And obviously getting second tie for second place means a lot. Uh, but they also the team goals that, that the team had. The team goals was that, hey, to get back to the regional championship and not just get back there to win it. That was our goal, to win the championship. And and that's something that from from jump, that's been the conversation because we was there last year. We got beat by Crystal Lake. Uh, was there a year before we got beat again. So just me being there two years in a row, uh, three years in a row, but now having this opportunity to get back there and knowing that's a goal that we had and to see that goal being met and to see these young men who put that goal out there on our big board and who said this is what they want to do and to see it come to fruition, that spoke value to them because they can see if you put the work in, you give it all you got and you sacrifice those things you have to sacrifice, meaning your own personal stats, but also giving up weekends to come in and shoot, to lift, to put all those things in, they see that it paid off. But for the fans and the community, I can't speak enough about that. I mean, Tuesday night was incredible. Not even that, but the night before Friday night, the regional championship was incredible. Having that many fans out to support uh, Freeport basketball, it spoke volumes for the community that 
I always said this since I got the job that Freeport community is looking to get behind their, their, their school and their sports. And I said, why not us be the one to do it as well as other sports involved? And they did. I love our community. I think people from all over um, the country saw that. I think last night somebody posted a picture. I got a call from Arizona. It was like, that's your community. That's the support for your community. So I spoke value from us as Freeport that people saw us and they saw that we can get behind. And I just can't say thank you enough to the Freeport community. Let's talk a little bit about that sectional semifinal game last night. Obviously, it didn't start off like a normal game would. You know, how many times are you going to have a weather delay for stuff that's going on outside? But uh, talk about what your team uh, wanted to do, what you were able to do, and and how you kind of put a bow on this season at the end of it. Well, going into it, we had a, we, we, we had a great game plan. I mean, we had the, the time to practice, and we scouted them. My coach Fisher and I, we scouted. We watched film. So we thought we had a great game plan, and the plan was to attack their one three one. We saw there were some some spots that we can attack, and and obviously practicing it. And they say practicing it and then going against the live is totally different. And we got on the floor. I think a couple of guys knew they was big, but they didn't know they was that big. I guess six six, six seven, six eight, and they were some big guys, and that 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 caused a big challenge for us as far as rebounding. However. I would say with Marion going down, and that's probably the part that kept me up all night, was having that young man to have his season come to an end and not able to fight for his brothers, not able to go out and compete with his brothers. That that really um, gave me a shot in my heart there because I felt bad because I knew he was key to us. I mean, that's eight rebounds a game off the floor, a uh, couple of blocks off the floor, just that whole, like I said, that Swiss Army knife able to do multiple things that hurt us because when we found out that he wasn't going back in the game, when the trainer came and said he's done, that that threw our game plan out the window that we had to start adjusting on the fly. But I can say that those guys stepped up. Isaiah Baker came in and played huge minutes as a freshman in a regional um, in, a, in, in a regional game. Um, Carson Hartog and, and Declan Rostock came in and played big as shooters. So guys stepped up and we had to flip the script and change over and do some things different. So we had a game plan, but we had to change it. But I can't say enough for the guys and how they stuck with it and, and really tried to compete. And I thought they competed to the best of their abilities, but their height got to us. And, and building that big hole and that big deficit was hard to come out of it. But like I said, it's something that we're going to definitely look at the film and grow from it and get better. I got guys asking me today, can we get in the gym and shoot? Can we go work out? And I was tempted to say yes, but I knew I had to give them some time off just to relax and I'll get back at it next week. So that's something that shows their character and shows their their grit and their mindset on how they want to come back and, and show that they can do better next time. Coach, we appreciate the time. Uh, we know you've been uh, a very vocal leader of this squad and for this community. We're very thankful for to have you as our head basketball coach and uh, know that brighter days are on the horizon even after uh, just a real successful season. So thank you so much for your time. Thanks a lot, Matt. Appreciate you. Go Freeport Nation. All right, that's head coach TJ Jackson of the Freeport Pretzels. I'm Matt Mullen reporting for FreePod.